Hey guys, Eric Martel here. Are you looking for ways to protect yourself against inflation? Are you looking for some kind of inside secret on how to protect yourself and your family against losing your purchasing power? In this video, I'm going to show you some very special strategies for you to protect yourself and your investment against inflation. So we're going to talk about stocks, commodities, cryptos, and real estate, and whether they're good investment or not to protect your purchasing power. But first, make sure you like and subscribe because every week I'm going to share with you some interesting videos about how to achieve financial freedom by building a passive income portfolio. First, what is inflation and how does it affect the money that you have today? And why do we hate it so much? Well, the truth is that inflation is actually eating away at your purchasing power. It is a hidden erosion factor in your cash and you don't even see it. So let's imagine that inflation is a moving walkway. So you're standing on the moving walkway and that walkway is actually pulling you back. In order for you to keep up with inflation and maintain your purchasing power, you have to move, start walking forward. So inflation is a measure of how the prices have increased from one year to the next. In most cases, we haven't talked about inflation for many years because inflation was around two and 3%. But when the inflation start getting into the 7 and 8% like it is today, people are really starting to pay attention. So prices are getting higher and higher faster than it has been over the last 20 years. So why are the prices of good going up? Well, typically it's because, again, supply and demand. So either the supply is going down, which we have experienced. Uh, we also have demand going up is also going to cause a price inflation. And we had a lot of that going on. So what does this all mean for you in reality? So let's say you have $1,000 today and you want to buy a bunch of cup of coffees. The cup of coffee is worth $5 today and you can get 200 cups of coffee. A year later, with 7% inflation, that same cup of coffee is now worth $5.35. It doesn't seem like a big change, but it really affects the number of coffees that you can buy. In a year from now, you'll be able to buy only 186 cups of coffee. And this is how inflation is actually eating away at your purchasing power. Small increases in price, that doesn't seem very relevant because it's only a 35 cents increase, are making an impact on how much you can buy and what you can buy. So what does it look like 10 years down the road? At 7% inflation year over year, that $5 cup of coffee is now worth close to $10 a cup. So instead of buying 200 cups of coffee, 10 years from now with that same amount of money, you can buy only a half of that, 100 cups. What I'm trying to teach you is to think like an investor. And as an investor, you have to think long-term. So the absolute worst thing you can do is just sit on your money. Have it under your mattress or have it at the bank for 0% interest is the same thing. You have to have that money work for you. And this is lesson number one. In order to maintain our purchasing power, we have to do something with our money. We can't just have our money sit around and not work for us. It is important to invest our money. This is our lesson number one. So the question is, what is the rate of return that we have to achieve in order to maintain our purchasing power? The rate of return that we have to hit with our investment is an average of 9.5% year over year for the next 10 years. 
to counteract not only the inflation, but the taxes that we have to pay. We're gonna use that as our benchmark to judge the different alternative investments that we are gonna talk about. So what are some financial gurus telling you is to invest in value stocks, something that have a solid cash flow, basically invest like Warren Buffett. Historically, the rate of return for the stock market is around eight, 9%. So that means that you have to beat the stock market year after year for the next 10 years, just in order to maintain that purchasing power. And in this situation, in this environment of high inflation and uncertainty, are you sure you can do it? So when the inflation was 2% or 3%, like it had been over the last 10 years, then you know investing at 7% or 6% in the stock market or higher, you're fine. You're really doing a good job and you're maintaining your purchasing power. But when you have an inflation at eight and eight and a half percent, your job is getting just a little bit harder. And that 8% return is not cutting it anymore. Maybe you've heard of some gurus telling you to buy gold. So a lot of people historically have put their money in gold just in case that, you know, all hell breaks loose. And yes, it is a good store of value. It is a recognized store of value. It has a utility. Uh, you can use it in jewelry, electronics, all kinds of different things. It's a good way to you know, store your money. But is it really going to maintain your purchasing power over 10 years? I invest in gold. I buy $1,000 gold and I hold it for 10 years. What should the price of gold be 10 years from now in order for me to maintain my purchasing power? And when I do the calculation, the price of gold has to be 250% higher than it is today. So my $1,000 gold is now worth $2,500 gold 10 years from now. I have a gain of $1,500. I have to pay taxes on that. That's $500. I am left with $2,000 and that would afford me the same purchasing power that I have today. Sounds great, right? Now that we have $2,000, it seemed like we have doubled our money but actually we have just maintained our purchasing power because the price of coffee has gone up from $5 to $10. So even though we have $2,000, it's worth the same amount of money as the $1,000 we had originally. So will gold go up 250% or more in the next 10 years? I don't know. I'm not a gold expert. Realistically, it is a pretty high bar to hit. We keep hearing about crypto, that this is the new gold and, you know, and Elon Musk bought some crypto and all these people bought some cryptos and then we should all get in on the crypto craze. Crypto is another investment class that is similar to gold in the sense that it is considered by some to be a store of value. Uh, but it has less utilities than gold. You can't use crypto to make jewelry. You can't use crypto to make electronics. And it's barely used in transaction. Less than 5% of the crypto is used for actual transaction. The rest is just sitting there and being transacted by speculators so far. As an asset class, it is if it's similar to gold, that means that we also would have to have the same kind of uh, increase in value in crypto than we see in gold. So that means that if I buy, put a thousand dollars in Bitcoin today, I need to have the Bitcoin value to be 250% higher 10 years from now in order to just maintain my purchasing power. I'm no crypto expert. Crypto goes up and down, but if you feel very confident that your Bitcoin or your cryptocurrency is gonna go up by 250% over the next 10 years, 
then you should go for it. I think it's fair to say that some cryptocurrencies are going to go up and some other cryptocurrencies are going to go down. In my personal opinion is that I'd rather stay with something that's relatively safe to make sure that I can hit my target 10 years from now. So if I'm going back to our moving walkway example, we're not standing still anymore. We are investing our money and we're starting to move. That walkway is going pretty fast. Our stock market at 9.5%, this is a pretty fast rate of return. This means that you, you're gonna beat the average stock market return year after year. Can you do that? Nobody can. What about gold and crypto? Can you predict the future of where gold and crypto is gonna be within the next 10 years? Hard to say. So you have to move pretty fast just to maintain your purchasing power, just to stay in the same position in that walkway. If we want to beat our purchasing power, we want to increase our rate of return with the stock, with crypto, with gold, we want to actually have an even higher rate of return. So that means that we have to basically find stocks and find opportunities where we're going to have higher yield. We're chasing high yield kind of investment. And that means that we're potentially taking on also higher risk. And we don't want that. But you don't have to take on more risk. There is a way to invest with a lower risk and have a yield high enough to maintain your purchasing power and even exceed it. And guess what this investment is? Real estate. Are you surprised? Are you surprised I'm telling you about real estate? That's why I'm telling you real estate rentals is the best investment to protect against inflation. And I'm going to show you why. As an example, let's say we have our $1,000 again, and we can leverage that $1,000 and get a mortgage and buy an asset. So clearly, you know, there's no houses at $5,000 around. I just want to stick to my number of $1,000 for each of the different investments so that they're easy to compare. But uh, for this example, let's pretend we have a tiny little house in the middle of the desert somewhere that's worth $5,000. And one of the best thing about real estate is that you can use leverage. You can basically borrow money to buy a much bigger asset that's going to appreciate over time. We put our $1,000 down, we buy a $5,000 tiny little house in the desert, and then that house appreciates at 7% a year over the next 10 years. So 10 years later, that house is now worth $10,000 and we sell it at that price. Uh, we pay our loan back. We pay our taxes on the gains that we've made over the years. And uh, basically, we are left now with $4,300 10 years from now. We started with $1,000 and now that $1,000 is worth $4,000. It's more than quadruple what we had originally. So what's the difference? Why are we getting so much more? We're getting so much more because it's not just our cash that has appreciated over time that was invested at 7%. It's that whole asset that we leverage our cash to purchase that is appreciating. It's the whole $5,000 that's appreciating, not just that $1,000. But our loan is still the same amount. This is still the same $4,000 loan 10 years later. I'm, I'm assuming that there's no pay down or anything like that. So the same amount of loan. So you can see that the asset has appreciated but the value of the loan has remained the same. This is why leverage is so important. The asset is growing, but the value of the loans of the mortgages are actually shrinking with inflation. So this is how you get inflation to work for you. So let's go back to our coffee example. Uh, today with $1,000, we can buy 200 cups of coffees. And after investing in real estate, after paying the loan down, after paying our taxes, 
we're left with $4,300. And then the price of a cup of coffee 10 years from now is worth $10. I can buy 430 cups of coffees 10 years later. I have doubled my purchasing power. This is the power of leverage. With the other asset classes, I really had to struggle in just in order to maintain my purchasing power. But with real estate and using leverage, I can easily beat and maintain my purchasing power. But what I find very interesting is that what is the break-even yield for real estate using leverage? We assume that our house, our $5,000 tiny house in the desert, grew at set or appreciated at 7% over 10 years. But what is that appreciation? What is the minimum appreciation that we need to hit in order to break even, to maintain our purchasing power so that we can buy still only 200 cups of coffees 10 years later? And that rate of return, that appreciation is 2.5%. So when we looked at the other asset classes, our break-even yield was higher than inflation. It was 9.5% yield in order to beat the inflation, to maintain our purchasing power. When we're using leverage and real estate, we don't even have to hit as high as the inflation. If we only appreciate the asset at 2.5%, we are maintaining our purchasing power. We can buy the same amount of coffee 10 years from now than we can today. Isn't that amazing? That means I don't have to chase yield anymore and I don't have to take high risk in order to maintain my purchasing power. And I can easily, if the house appreciated at more than 2.5%, then that means I have even more purchasing power 10 years down the road. No brainer. So real estate using leverage as an investment is like having a motorcycle on that walkway. I can easily accelerate and go past and increase my purchasing power, easily move forward while the walkway is pulling me back. So if you have the money to invest in real estate, I mean, you should definitely do that and leverage. Leverage is the key here, is the secret ingredient. The last thing you wanna do is keep your money in the bank at 0% and not working for you. Make sure you like and subscribe because you're not gonna get these insights anywhere else. Thank you and goodbye.